<laughs> we need some technical training. You, you, I, I, okay. Welcome to Monday Night Therapy. You were supposed to do that too. Oh, welcome to Monday Night I, Therapy. I, I figured you were doing you were doing the entire intro, and then you were going to just start a rant, and I would just listen. Well, well, try so it. Look, you start all over again. Try it now. Try what now? <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to Monday Night Therapy, where Todd the Disgusted is is uh, completely aghast and uh, taken aback. And and he's going to start the evening with a, a rant about the current state of college football. Well, I, I suppose it kind of depends a little bit on perspective, though, John, because the way I figure it, by the end of this show tonight, People are going to think we are just a couple of bastard, grumpier old men, grumpier old men than what we have been, or maybe just a bunch of a couple of whiny little babies. I don't know what how it's going to come across, but um, you know, first of all, the the okay, past, yeah. Let, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, let's do that. I, I'm going to start this off by asking you a question. Does the credibility of the college football playoff committee matter? Ultimately, no, because they're not accountable to anybody. So that's it? Well, you know what? So so what? Their credibility? I mean, who, do, who are they beholden to? That's the question, isn't it? I think if you oh, looked yeah. at the TV now, if you looked at the, I thought I thought about this on my walk today. What what I do on my walk is uh, I I actually talk the entire time I'm walking the dog, and what I do is uh, I have different applications for doing transcription and dictation, and and I you know I I email myself my conversations that I have with myself. It's how I do a lot of my writing. But what I thought about was this, uh, you know, the credibility of the college football camp committee only accounts to the people they're beholden to. And that would be, it appears, the TV networks. Because if you looked at this and you said, which one would you probably draw better ratings, Michigan versus Florida State, Michigan versus Alabama? I think everybody would agree it's Alabama. And quite frankly, I want to see Michigan play Alabama because – so many times now in college football, we get to watch decent conference games, but we don't watch a lot of non-conference games. And thats a, I think that's a big problem with college football because, you know, Michigan versus Alabama should be a really great game. Michigan versus Florida State, I think, would have been a really great game because I think Florida State has a, a championship defense. They're one of the best defenses of the nation. Extremely fast, good tackling. Uh but I guess I look at it and I think, you know, these guys did this. And when Michigan versus Alabama starts, none of us are going to care anymore. We're just going to watch the game. But I think the thing is, is, you know, is that true? Does that hurt anybody at all other than Florida State? I mean, screw Florida State. It's just one team. Too bad, whatever. You get left out. You're screwed. For you people in the comments – I mean, does this did hurt college football in your eyes at all? You're going to forget yeah. about it in a week or two weeks or whatever it is? You know, you know, that's the question. Yeah, but I think what it comes down to, though, John, is does it really matter? I mean, because, listen, 
the the almighty uh, television networks have have ruled college football for years, for years. Since and, 1982. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, ultimately they're the ones that, um, you know, are, are calling the shots. And it might not be by direct influence on, you know, committee members or something like that, but it's the dollars. It's the money that they control. And, you know, the, the bottom line is, is that, you know, people want to use whatever excuse is, is uh, you know, best fits their argument as far as, you know, why were these decisions made? And, you know, where is it written? And maybe I've missed this, but where is it written that the best four teams on Saturday are the ones that get in? Where's that written? I mean, because, you know, it wasn't that long ago that there were some conferences that didn't have a championship game and they wouldn't have played on Saturday. But that's ultimately what those people sitting in that conference room decided is in our subjective opinion, the four best teams on Saturday were Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. And, and that's bullshit because otherwise we should have a one game season. There's no sense in playing 12 college football games. If the ultimate goal is to get to the playoffs. There's no sense in playing 12 football games. You play on that Saturday and you have 12 people make a decision on who are the best four teams and they get to go to the playoff because in essence, that's what they've done. It's Florida state was the only undefeated power five conference champion. They're the only ones that have ever been left out of a playoff. And a room full of people have said, well, that's because Texas is better than them. And that's because Alabama is better than them. Even though both of those teams were beaten during the regular season. Yeah. That's, that's, that's garbage. That makes no sense. If bottom line is there were two teams that should have been guaranteed a spot in the playoffs and that's Michigan and that's Florida state. Michigan yeah. only because nobody's hammered down for them and booted their asses out of college football. Like <laughs> but, you know, under the current premise, they're the only ones that should be in there. So I, I think, you know, every year there's a group of people that are upset because somebody is the number five or, you know, whatever. They don't get in. But, you know, since they started this whole process, I think this is this is the most disgusting decision that's been made since they've had the playoffs, since they've had the BCS. Um, and, and how do you explain it? You, you can't explain it. I, we've read today, you know, different people are threatening lawsuits. OK, who are you going to sue? Who are you going to yeah, sue? What's yeah. going to happen because of it? To be honest with you, what I think ought to happen, I think that Coach Norvell I think the administration at Florida State, I think they ought to say, fuck you to the college football playoffs, the CFB, whatever the oversight organization is. They ought to say, fuck you. We're not going to play in the Orange Bowl. We're going to load our players up. We're going to go to Mayorkas. We're going to kick back in the sun and fun, and we're going to vacation, and we're going to get the hell away from this stuff. And let somebody figure out how you're going to have somebody else play Georgia in the goddamn Orange Bowl. 
it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not watching any games. I'm done with college football this year. Wow. I, I will not watch another college football game this year. That's that's a bold statement. I don't yeah. think I could do that. No. You know what? Did, I've gone. Did you do that? You didn't tell me that ahead of time. I would have been prepared for it. My heart went up to like 145 or something. Well, and my That's accountability a really high part, bar. My Come accountability on. partner will hold me to that. She's holding me to brushing my teeth every night. Oh she will hold me to to not watching any college football the remainder of this season. Are you going to put her on and let her let her no, say yes? No, I'm not going to put her on. No. no. <laughs> Now you just came up with this off the off the cuff, didn't you? What the not watching any college football? Yeah. No, I decided that Sunday when it came out. I said, "Fuck it, I'm not wow. watching any more college football." It's wow. It's that's bullshit. It's just absolute garbage. What's happened? I don't. I don't think. And I I'm not a Florida that. State fan. I'm not a Florida State guy. Right. You know, here here's the uh, here. Paul Dallin says FSU karma took thirty years, but here we are. Fuck them. This is in reference to. Come on, Todd. Well, to the night. It's in reference to the nineteen ninety four Florida State Nebraska game in because which our kicker yanked a field goal. No. Because the the god the officiating was so one fucking well, excited sure it was, and damn it, Paul, I was going to insist we talk about volleyball tonight. In fact, I'm willing to shut John down to talk about volleyball tonight. And then you got to throw that out of it. <laughs> uh, volleyball will be playing Florida uh, Georgia Tech Thursday at like one or two p.m. because that's where ESPN decided to put them. I think ESPN for me is just. You know, their 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 puppet boys uh, are are pirating the same stuff. You know, when they came out, Boo Corrigan, who is the head of the college football committee, uh, said that what well, we had decided that without their starting quarterback, Florida State is a different team than the one that played all year, and which I think is just. I don't know. You know, it's a cheap out. But now you have all these ESPN personalities parroting the same bullshit. And including Kirk Herbstreit, and I don't mind Kirk Herbstreit as a as a game announcer. But I, I just once, I'd like one of these people to come out and just be honest and say this was about money because it's about fucking money. They're not going to leave the SEC out of a playoff. And I think before this got done, everybody was looking at this and going, "Are they going to actually leave the SEC out?" Because every other conference has been left out at some point. Every other conference had to go through the, oh, are we going to get left out shit? And no, apparently the SEC can't be left out because ESPN owns this stuff. There's been some bashing. If you remember that they had the alliance, right, where it was uh, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten all got together and they had the alliance and they weren't going to let – what the purpose of that was they were not going to let – ESPN extend the college football playoff contract because they didn't want ESPN owning everything. They wanted that opened up for other bidding. Now, the honest to God truth is Kevin Warren played the other two commissioners and the Pac-12 got screwed and they're, they're done as a conference. 
probably in their best year in very, very many years. And the ACC is kind of like a limp something. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, is FSU going to – who wants out of the ACC? Where are they going to go? What's the value? So, but I think you look back and you look at all this stuff and it's uh, – I don't know. It's just ESPN having way too much power over a lot of this stuff. And maybe, I don't know, this is a direction that's, maybe it's always been this way. Maybe it's been this lot for for a long time. Here's the problem. You don't don't have any college football games kick off at one o'clock anymore. That was the standard kickoff time for years and years and years, century, not centuries, decades. And no, television decided we're going to go at 11 o'clock so we can go again at 2.30. You know, I mean, TV TV has run run it for years. And, well, we're going to talk about volleyball. Well, I'm going to – not now, but we'll, we're going to chunk some volleyball time here tonight, and we'll talk about the television decisions that have been made with that as well. Uh, okay. 111, Jimmy says the crying man. And I assume that's we're crying about this. Yeah, I think it's because uh, I think it's partially because I wonder about the state of college football. And that's kind of what this show should be about. Here's the thing. Casual fans have already shut all this stuff off. They don't give a shit about the portal. They don't give a shit about Neil. They don't give, they don't really give a shit about the college football playoff committee. Casual fans can just turn this stuff on and off. Hardcore college football fans, that's who I'm worried about. And I, I, I tell you, I tell you this. This is exactly what I'm worried about. And I'll make a comparison. Amazon did the rings of power. Okay. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan and or a Tolkien fan, you knew that what they did is they rewrote the entire canon, they rewrite the entire story to whatever the fuck they wanted to write it to be. And what they did was all the hardcore Tolkien fans looked at that and went, you literally took the story that the guy who invented the fantasy genre created and shit it down a toilet and all the hardcore fans went away and you spent like a billion dollars created this thing that most people didn't even watch because you shit on the hardcore fans first. And that's what I wonder about. Where is college football well, going with this? I believe is, I'm, I'm kind of the hardcore there, fans going to... Are the hardcore fans going to go away because they're tired of the portal, they're tired of nil, and they're tired of a lack of credibility with a college football credit committee? Or are they, do we care? Are the casual fans going to be so many they're going to be able to sell, I don't know, shitty perfume commercials with Johnny Depp to everybody? You know, I, That's the question I have for everybody. Is well, this going to matter? I think it's a, leg- a legitimate question, and and part of me says, you know, I think there are some <clears throat> hardcore football fans that have that have had enough, that you know, really have had enough. But then again, you know, like uh, one eleven, Jimmy says it'll be fixed next year. Gotta wait. Well, you know, um, I seem to think anonymous also comes up. It'll be fixed next year, just like it's fixed most years, as in rigged. Yeah. You know. 12 team playoff is not going to fix the problem because you got team 13. Okay. You got team 13 and we all know what's going to happen. Once they extend it next year, the two big conferences, the sec and the big 10 are going to have more teams in the playoff than anybody else's. That's why everybody's been positioning themselves the last few years to get in one of those two conferences. So it's far from fixed. 
<sighs> okay. Okay, Fred Sacco says these are we'll get through some comments you guys said earlier. Fred Sacco says free shoes you got screwed because they didn't lie on their injury report, not having their starting quarterback was held against them. Ridiculous. Uh, that's true. On Asawar Sajid says if Nebraska was an FSU's position, do you think we would have made the top four? Nebraska being a blue program, not if we were up against the SEC. No way. And yeah, we're not, we're not any more blue than FSU is. Yeah. Linda Wilkins, ESPN owns the SEC channel and they were going to have an SEC team in the playoffs and a conversation. That's true. Uh, we'll go with something lighter. John's office is very festive. You know, my wife did this. It this because she loves Christmas and she takes care of me and it's, it is very nice. I like it. it I was very thankful she did this and, uh, you know, there you go. I wanted to give her credit. Uh, Paul also gives us a nine nine a super chat for ten bucks, and then let's go with uh, let's see, uh, Fred Sacco. Sad day today. Dion's font fiance made uh, like one of his toes and left. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> that his toes left? <laughs> no, his his apparently his longtime fiance is left. Yeah, like and, a nine year relationship with this guy. Yeah, apparently, uh, you know, along with coaches and his tight end and yeah, uh, everybody's okay. leaving Dion. Colt Bundy says, "Is Gabriel from Oklahoma actually hitting the portal?" Yes, it appears yep. so. It appears along with is. the one that shocked me was uh, oh come on McCord. What's his first McCord name? McCord from Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was their starting quarterback. Well, Dylan, Ga excuse me, Dylan Gabriel was too. Yeah, I think they're yeah. they're out there. Excuse me again, they're out there hunting for money. Yeah, you know, and, Minnie, and I think. Go ahead. Minnie says maybe we should talk about something less exasperating because we all know rules that we thought existed are only guidelines if you're willing to pay. <laughs> That's a yeah. very good comment. Well, I think it is too, unless we can kind of transition a little bit to, um, uh, <laughs> Paul Dallin comes in with John, show me on the Scott Frost doll where the BCS committee hurt you, Paul, <laughs> I threw my Scott Frost dolls and everything else related to that away. Okay. I burned them in ritual sacrifice, so I can't do that anymore. Now, I couldn't. I might be able to find my Kevin Warren doll in the in the garage, and we can do that later on. Okay, go ahead, Todd. Well, you know, obviously, um, the portal is open, and you know, a bunch of quarterbacks have already jumped in there. I like a comment that you made today, John, on Slack, where you know, you know, what's the deal? Every big name quarterback is going to jump in the portal. Uh, every, you know, whenever they have an opportunity to maximize their dollars, um, you know, I, I, you've got some big names that have gotten in there, um, at least a couple of them. I don't know that it's going to get to that extent, but the word that we're hearing out of Lincoln, certainly um, the Nebraska coaches uh, allegedly have made some contact with some portal quarterbacks. Um, I don't know what's credible and what's not, so I'm not going to start throwing names around. But um, it does appear like they will. But Matt Rule has made it very, very clear that um, he's not in, in this business to pay a million, two million dollars to bring in a quarterback. And 
here's something that I heard earlier today that makes a lot of sense to me. If we bring in the best quarterback that's available, hypothetically, if Nebraska gets the best one, is the rest of the team on offense, is the rest of the offense at a level where bringing in that best quarterback is going to result in nine or ten wins? I don't. I don't think they should go out and get like a, a McCord or a Dylan Gabriel quarterback. I think they should spread that around a little. I would rather get they spent got a decent quarterback and then spent some money on a left tackle. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, John. I'm yeah. not sure that the rest of the offense has the talent and the depth to be a nine or a ten win team. Which, if you're going to spend a million or two million dollars, I'm not sure that you can settle for any less than nine or ten wins. And I don't think a, a quarterback can pull what we have to that level by themselves. I think that there is more work to be done in developing that offense. We aren't we aren't a quarterback away from the playoffs. We are more than a oh, quarterback no. away. More than a quarterback away. And kind of taking a quick glance up here at the notes. Rick Tag says, is that spotted cow beer you're drinking? Why, yes, it is. Wisconsin's finest spotted beer from New Glarus. <laughs> okay. Well, I was supposed to pick up the slack there, wasn't I? Well, yeah. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> while to go yet. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I, we need some wide receivers. I think we have some young wide, wide receivers. You know what? Do we need wide receivers? We have Malachi Coleman, Jaden Doss. Uh, we have those two kids coming in from Omaha, Bellevue, is it? That are like highly ranked computers, computers, highly ranked receivers. I, You know, we need some experienced receivers, maybe one or two of them. I think we need at least a couple offensive linemen. Those are going to be hard to find. A good two two. Two quarterbacks, one quarterback think, that has a decent amount of experience and one quarterback that maybe has a lot of years of eligibility left. I think it makes sense to get another running back too, but um, let's not gloss over the fact that um, our running, we were down to our fourth string running back and we've got running backs that have had injury issues. Uh, both Ramir and Gabe Irvin coming back. They both have been beat up pretty good. So might not hurt to to bring in another quarter or another running back. Oh my god, I, so. I got stuck reading the comments that oh Cam Ward is one of the guys that people are talking about. Yeah, I don't think Cam Ward's coming to Nebraska. That guy, that yeah, that guy had 14 fumbles last year. Yeah, yeah, he had, that's he four need. fumbles in one game. I mean, he's a good fit for Nebraska, right? <laughs> If you look at it from that perspective, but I've seen people mention his name and I'm like, no, I think of no, no. Well, Roger Moore says any substance to the word of Howard from K-State. Rumor has it that Nebraska's reached out to him. Uh, rumor has it that Lincoln Riley's reached out to him. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure that Will Howard, you know, is at the top of the top tier of quarterbacks. You know, he's either probably – kind of the, at the end of the top tier, maybe at the top of the second tier. I don't know where you put Will Howard. I think Will Howard's a good quarterback. I think he'd be a good quarterback for Nebraska. But, 
you know, this is going to be silly season. You know, they've got basically 30 days, you know, when all of this stuff is going to get settled. And um, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen um, when it all shakes out. But I personally think Will Howard would, be, would, would benefit Nebraska. Okay, let's say we'll get to we'll get to that. Okay, you did this substance. Anonymous says offensive line as it stands now have over 150 starts going into next year. 1995 offensive line had 17. They did, but you know what? You know nobody really expected. We lost a lot of guys in '94 to '95, and nobody expected that '95 team to be anywhere close to as great as they were. But that was a testament to the fact that linemen stuck around and they didn't play until they were normally that's, juniors or seniors at the at a minimum. That's what I was going to say. We have about the same experience in terms of age and 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 grade, if you will, um, with those 150 starts compared to those 17. Vince Watson says, how do we fit all these portal wants in the scholarship numbers when they are already over? Well, you have to get to 85 by fall camp, I believe it is. I, maybe true. there's a maybe there's something in between there where there has to be a measurement. But, I mean, basically what you do is it depends on what you want to do. You could do things like Deion Sander does and stand up in front of your team and say, well, some of you need to leave and I'm going to have a list of names and you're going to come to talk to me and I'll tell you whether or not you're still on the team and just flat out say, you're not going to be here anymore, get out, which I think is a really shitty way to handle people. I don't think it builds any chemistry and quite frankly, that's one of the problems I think Deion Sanders is going to have in building a college football team is he didn't really have any loyalty to the players that were there why should anybody show him any whatsoever going forward? And the other way that you handle that is you basically go to each one of them and say, here's where we think you are. If you want to stay here, just realize that you're going to probably put in a shit ton of work and not see the field. Or you're going to spend next year on the scout team. And I, you know, I think actually, Todd, you Maybe it was you. I remember we were talking about baseball and how I think when Mike Anderson, somebody took over from Mike Anderson when he got fired and they have like 45 baseball players. And I think you were the one that said this stuff always works itself out in terms of how they had to get down to their scholarship and roster numbers. But it always does. It, you know, players know where they're going to. If you're honest with them and you treat them with respect and like decent human beings, they know where they're going to be. And what they're going to do. I mean, I, I'll be <clears throat> at 18 years old, even if I had a division one football player's body and athleticism, I don't think I would have ever had the discipline to go through what it takes to be a football player, even show up, you know, the amount of weightlifting, the amount of practice, the amount of learning a playbook, the amount of discipline to show up at meetings on time. I could have never done that. So you really have to look at it and go, uh, maybe I should just go study engineering and not be a football player anymore. I mean, that's how it's going to work out. Well, but that was a know, long answer. <laughs> Matt, Matt rule, Matt rule has said publicly that it's the, he's not going to run a program where they run players off. Um, that being said, you know, he's going to have honest conversations and they did that last week. Position coaches had their one-on-ones and Matt rule, 
met with every player on the team. And I'm sure that they made it very clear what they see as their potential for playing. And, you know, when you're honest with players and give them the information that, that you think that they need to make a decision, um, you know, those that, those that want playing time that aren't going to get it in Nebraska, they are going to move on. Uh, we have not seen Jeff Sims enter the portal yet. Uh, and, and most people believe that he's going to. Um, the only one that we have seen, well, now I'm drawing a blank. We, we had somebody jump in there today. Um, who, but, oh, Applegate, Apple, Applegate. Yeah. He got in there today and, and I'm sure that's because during his conversation, it was pretty much made clear what his, what his uh, opportunities were going to be to play. And, and he's fairly down the, the depth chart. All right, should we should we take a? Here we go, volleyball. Well, Linda, are we'll, you going to jump straight to this? You're going to talk volleyball. Well, we can go to this. Uh, Linda Wilkins says thoughts on when when Whitney Lowenstein entering the transfer portal. She is going to Long Beach. Uh, uh, has has that, has she committed to Long Beach? I don't know. I did. I haven't seen that. Well, uh, Long Long Beach would make sense. Long Beach State would make sense, you know, since uh, the former assistant is running the program out at Long Beach. Um, you know, well, that's right. Yeah. You know, Whitney Lowenstein, she had an incredible season last year. I mean, she she arguably was the MVP of the Nebraska yeah. volleyball team last year. Um, and then you know, it it shocked the fan base that she stepped aside. Um, I don't think it was too much of a surprise to the team, um, you know, um, because it wasn't long after that she made that decision that um, Coach Cook grabbed Merritt Beeson out of the portal. And um, so I, I think it was something they were aware of. What the media shared and what was released to the media was that you know, she had not had time to deal with the loss of her dad, who had passed away um, months earlier. Uh, you know, Division One college athletes are incredibly busy, challenged people. And, you know, when you have a traumatic experience in your life, um, some people deal with it differently. But you know, what we were led to believe as fans was that she really needed time with family uh, for her own mental well-being. Um, and so she she stepped away from the volleyball program. And now, apparently, she she has a desire to, to play once again. Um, and honestly, she doesn't have a spot on Nebraska's team. Uh, Merritt Beeson arguably is the NCAA volleyball player of the year, and she's got another season. And uh, when you look at the talent that is on that volleyball team this year, despite how strong Whitney, Whitney is, um, you know, there's, there's not a place for her. Now, there are some other rumors going around. I'm not going to get into that because um, I, I, I have no, no proof. 
about perhaps, you know, some other reasons why she, she didn't play this last season. So um, she, she made the choice to step away. But it sounds like now things are heading in the direction she wants them to, and, and she's looking for a new opportunity. Long Beach State would be a good place. I'm glad it's Long Beach State. I would not want to see her at Texas, and I yeah. don't want to see I don't want to see her at Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> you know, stay away from Texas, stay away from Wisconsin. Go go out and play for Coach Hildebrandt out in uh, uh, out in Long Beach. I will bring up one subject that nobody has mentioned at all. <laughs> so Creighton beat the shit out of us. That was disappointing. I know nobody has mentioned men's basketball at all. I guess I'm not that surprised at it. I watched the game. I'm trying to pay attention to the men's basketball team. Uh, nobody asked. I don't know if anybody cares. Creighton did beat the shit out of us. They hit gobs and gobs and gobs of threes. And Nebraska hit almost like zero threes. And it was just really, uh, you know, I think the players in the second half of that game, Creighton knew that they were hot and on fire. Nebraska knew they weren't even close to being cold. You know, so that that's just how the game goes. I, You know, we got one of the things that bothered me is this. We don't get any attention in our game threads at, at Coronation about men's basketball. So they're pretty empty. But then when we do an article, people will come in and make all sorts of negative comments about the men's basketball program. And it always has bothered me. This is the beginning of the season. We haven't even hit conference play. Let's the season play out. I think we have a lot of decent players. They look better than they have in the past. They played a number 15 team, and that was a rivalry game. Things got away from them. These things happen in basketball. That's just even the best teams out there have shit nights and get blown up. Uh, Purdue, number one, Purdue lost at Northwestern for there to begin the Big Ten season. So I'm not, I don't think that's the end of Purdue's season. That will end to another 16 seed when they start the tourney. But, you know, give the men's basketball program some grace and just, just see what happens with them. Well, Paul Dalen says this back. Nothing went right for Nebraska. Nothing went wrong for Creighton. Neither is true performance level. And that that's all I, that's pretty much the wrap on the Creighton-Nebraska uh, basketball game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, now it's your turn, Todd. Well, I I uh, didn't pay any attention to the Creighton Nebraska basketball game. Well, you were uh, supposed I, to take us somewhere else. Okay, so where do you? Where, well, you know, um, wrestling. How does wrestling doing? Wrestling got second out at uh, Las Vegas at the Cliff Keen Invite. They got uh, second to Iowa State. They had two champions, uh, Ridge Lovett and Peyton Rob. Peyton Rob, who's come back from one of the most devastating. Uh, injuries uh, an individual could have with that infection that he had in his leg last year. So they both won it. A um, couple other wrestlers, Brock Hardy did not wrestle up to, to his ability at all. So it was kind of frustrating for him. Lenny Pinto had a, had a good tournament, but uh, no, they were second uh, in, in probably the second toughest uh, regular season tournament that, that uh, exists in the, division one. So uh, a good day for the wrestling team. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we said last week or that I challenged people to, to think about was 
when when we reflect a little bit on this season, I know that we've dealt with the the news and and we can talk. I want to talk a little bit more about what's coming ahead here towards the end of of the show. But when we look now, when we take a step and look at the Nebraska football season, is there can can we call this year a success? Can we call this season a success? And if so, why? If not, why? Um, well, I, I guess th- what, I, what, the easy thing is, is we were five and three and we had four chances to win one more game and get to a bowl game and get that monkey off our back. And it's really hard to call the season a success because we didn't get to a bowl game. And I think that was, the, that was, I don't know if that was the goal for the team, but uh, it certainly was my goal. On the other hand, if you're realistic about where Nebraska was, uh, I think the offense showed that there was not, especially with the injuries, there was not, it, we just don't, we're not a good football team. We didn't start the season being a good football team. Our defense is good. And, you know, there's, I think that's hope for the future, but the offense was so historically bad that uh, they just, they couldn't overcome. I mean, what the 83 turnovers, 285, 7,000 turnovers. My God. So I don't know. You know, I, amaze, I wouldn't call it a step, a success, but a step in the right direction. Uh, I kind of like that. I, I, I kind of yeah. like that. Cause, you know, I have, I've not been the guy who wanted to put a number of wins you know, on the season to, to determine whether or not it was a success. I, I tried to stay away from that as much as I could. Um, I'm disappointed. Um, but there were a lot of good steps that were taken and, and I am optimistic about going forward. Um, you know, and I think we have the right people in place. So, uh, from that perspective, I'm, I am optimistic. I'm excited to see, um, you know, what happens in the spring uh, bringing in a, a huge recruiting class. So uh, they won't all be on campus, but uh, some of them will. So, um, you know, I, I, can, I can go through my football withdraw, withdrawal and, and be ready, you know, when spring rolls around and, and uh, start getting geared up a little bit more for it. Okay. You guys might have seen uh, – sorry – If you've ever heard of a thunderclap headache, a thunderclap headache is something that starts in your in front of your head and it just runs through your head in about 30 to 45 seconds. It's very painful. I get them because of my freaking brain injury. And God, they are terrible. All right. I did a uh, I did a video. You know that we do survey articles at Coronation. We do them throughout the year. I did a number of surveys this year. And I think it's fun. I do not know the number of people that respond to this survey. I could go probably ask, but it is conducted by SB Nation, and they do have national surveys, and each site has their own surveys. So this is the question I asked. Is Nebraska's 2023 Nebraska season a success or a failure? And 58% said success. So, you know, I think for all the complaining that we do, I the they I is fifty eight to forty two a is that a landslide or just a vast majority or is it just a majority? What do you think? That's a majority, and um, 
you know, that means that more people think it was a success than those who would classify it as a failure. But I think that also means it's 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 tempered. It's tempered a bit. Um, you know, I, I I will go back and say it's a step in the right direction. I'm not happy with the way that the season ended. And it's only because the, you know, we won three games in a row, then we lost the last four. But before we even played those games, at least my opinion was, and I think a lot of people had the opinion, we could win any of them. That right. Those last seven games, we could have won any of them. We could have also obviously lost any of them. But it's frustrating that we dropped those final four, especially as close as the games were. And, um, you know, close losses suck. They really do. And um, so from that standpoint, it's discouraging. Um, but I'm, I'm not I'm, – I'm disappointed, but um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it, it, was, it, was, it was definitely not a failure of a season. Roger Moore asked, does volleyball have nil? Yes, they do. Yes, they all do. The sports, all sports have nil. Uh, nil was the reason why Nebraska lost two of their better players to Texas, and Texas won a national title with them. Uh, well, Kalia, Kalia, the Hawaiian girl, Kiona, and then the Otani, yeah. other. Yeah. And, and Daff, then the, Daffy. Yeah. Did, so, yes, did all win? sports have nil. Well, okay, but. I don't think they went to Texas because of nil. They were yeah, going to have playing time. They they were not going to have the same playing time at Nebraska as no, 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 no. They 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 saw the writing on the wall and they would not have had the same playing time had they stayed at Nebraska. Well, the, my 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 little birds say that they were sources. Well, yes. <laughs> but maybe. Texas basically bought them. Well, so, you know, and that's, Lexi, that's Rodriguez, Lexi Rodriguez is one of, you know, she's she's got nil money coming from Adidas. And she's also the only female athlete that is uh, sponsored by some sports card company out there. So Lexi Rodriguez is doing pretty good with nil money. Fred Sacco, is it official Tony White is locked in now? For today, well, he, yes, he is. He signed a new contract worth uh, one point six million dollars. I, I, you know, I don't think you sign. Well, put it this way: I think if you're Bob, you could Petrino. You sign a contract for one point six million dollars, and maybe you're gone in a week. I think Tony White is probably a guy who, if he's in this coaching staff structure, he has some level of integrity, and you don't just sign a contract and walk away a few weeks later yeah. just because. You know, you kind of making a commitment to your head coach. By 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 the way, Matt Rule really pushed the idea that Tony White should be a head coach somewhere. And I want to know what people think of that because I looked at that and I thought, how many of you would love your boss if he advocated you for promotion? I mean, if your boss literally said to other bosses, you know, this guy's a great guy, you should hire him. Number one, you'd probably be going, well, he's such a great guy. We should give him a hell of a raise. And, uh, you know, pizza parties every week. 
and maybe a car, a golf club membership or something. PS5, that's what he wants, a new PS5. But you know what I mean? How many people advocate for promotions for their the people that are working under them? And I think what that does, it's really, it's really not just classy by Matt Rule, but it's a smart move because people like that attract other people to them that are good, that also want to be part of that structure. So I think that was a... Uh, I, I think it was a very good move by Matt Rule to be doing that stuff. I need to breathe. You need to talk. <laughs> uh, well, we'll throw this one up here. I honestly think we can land a top-tier quarterback out of the portal due to the fact that we have a defense that will give the ball to our offense a lot, and it's less pressure on the quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean – Perhaps. I just don't think that a top-tier quarterback is going to take the current offense we have and win nine or ten games. I think we need a lot more. And if you're going to pay the dollars for a top-tier quarterback, um, I think I, I think your payoff had better be nine or ten nine or ten wins if you're gonna if you're gonna spend that kind of money. But um, you know, maybe we can, and maybe that will happen. I just uh, um, I, I want to make sure that he uh, is not picking himself up off the ground all the time, that he has receivers that can separate themselves from the defenders, uh, and that there's, uh, you know, at least a couple of running backs uh, that can take the pressure off the, off the passing game. So, you know, perhaps – an anonymous says in two years Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and Chubba Purdy wins the national title. Brock Purdy's <laughs> going to win the Super Bowl this year and the MVP. Boy, they beat the crap out of Philadelphia. That was not? a butt kicking. That was. I, did, I was shocked by that. I was shocked by that as well. I mean, they laid the wood to Philly, and you know, I know that Brock Purdy had you know three games this year where you know a lot of people were. We're kind of of the sense that, you know, flash in the pan, you know, maybe they shouldn't be starting him. And wow, he has really come on. Charles Hellett says, already drinking off-season Kool-Aid. I'm assuming that applies to him. I notice on Twitter a lot of people are doing that. I honestly, I find it annoying. I really do. I'm still like, ah, ah, ah. Charles Hollert also says we should change it from nil to knee. Then we can say knee until they appease us. I assume this is a Monty Python joke about the knights who say knee. And I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, any chance you get for Monty Python, should, you should use. Um, Fred Sacco right. says Bobby Petrino signs a contract, then wrecks a, a moped, and, and then Linda pops in with – but Bobby has a clause in his contract that says no motorcycles. Um, that is you know, phenomenal. That, that just tells you, know, I mean, the SEC, Bobby Petrino leaves, you know, he, he he's run out of Arkansas a disgrace, an absolute yeah. disgrace. And, you know, he's out of football. But then he's got it. He goes like to Arkansas State or someplace and he has to claw himself back up you know, to get back into it, an offensive coordinator this past year. And now Arkansas is going to bring him back to be the offensive coordinator there. And you know as well as I do that if Sam Pittman 
bails this year or if they get tired of Sam Pittman, Bobby Petrino will once again be the head football coach at Arkansas. And then he'll be free to wreck a motorcycle again with whatever hottie he wants to have. You know, you know damn well that happened because somebody with a shit ton of money said, I want Bobby Petrino hired back here as the Yeah, probably Mr. Hunt. Yeah. It's just, that's amazing. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Un unreal. <sighs> unreal. Okay, here you go. Linda Wilkins says, Todd, you have no idea the shit that Bobby left here in Arkansas. He left a lot of hell everywhere he went because what yeah. Bobby Petrino does when he's the head coach is uh, he recruits offensive players. He doesn't recruit any defense whatsoever. And, I mean, he's left programs in trash positions wherever he's gone. So to hire him is just – you've got to be some kind of lunatic. Bobby Petrino serves one master. And that is Bobby Petrino. Yeah. And he, yeah, he is not a program builder. He's a Bobby Petrino builder. That's it. Okay. Brian Bauer, it's going to take more than a shrubbery to sign a quarterback out of the portal. <laughs> oh. Fred Sacco, Sam Pittman looks like Buford T. Pusser, the later years. You know, Sam Pittman, I pit, Sam Pittman, I, you, the guy's got to feel like, well, a dead man walking, kind of. I mean, you hire, you were forced to hire Bobby Petrino. I can't believe he made that decision himself. So that is just, uh, yeah. yeah, to be that coach in that position and you still want to get paid without having resigning, that's just terrible position to be in. Had that work out for Mike Riley to have to hire Bob Diaco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what else we got, here's, Todd? Here's one I want to throw up, and, I, and I'm, we're going to have to rely on Anonymous here. He says, Grand Canyon U is starting up a football program and hiring Scott Frost. Uh, I, I, Scott Frost thing I'm going to put over here, but is Grand Canyon going to start a football program? I mean, is there truth to that, Anonymous, or, or is this – are you just pulling our leg on this? I'm just kind of curious, but um, you know, the problem, the problem is, is that when stuff happens where Bobby Petrino gets hired back into Arkansas, you don't know what's really joking and what's really the truth. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up. Well, Hey, I don't know. I don't have, have I have to show something. Here you go. Wait, I don't know what I just did. I clicked on the wrong thing. Take a look at this and let me know what you think in the comments section. These are two designs for the Secure Your Balls t-shirt. The difference between these two shirts being a red-black background. Ver or a oh, my God. I'm having a hell of a night. A white background versus a black background. Let me know your thoughts on either of these designs about securing your balls. And it... Well, I think they do have a – I don't know. There's too much speculation. I'm not looking at that. I should prepare. Well – Oh, God. This thing – okay. Now nothing well, is clicking properly. There we go. The response time is beat up. Well, you know, Paul Dalen, and this is one of the reasons that I asked the question. Paul Dalen comes in and says, Grand Canyon University got to pay off that $50 million 
Department of Ed uh, done for financial aid fraud. Uh, yeah, Grand Canyon University is in a lot of trouble because of fraud. And, and so that's that's one of the reasons I was asking. Grand Canyon uh, is, is one of those, it's kind of like Liberty University, um, where uh, philosophy doesn't necessarily line up with uh, practice. So I'll just stop there and we can we can move on. <laughs> Dion Pryor asks, you have corn nation underpants? Well, I that's kind of personal. There are I can sell underpants in the store, but I have not put anybody any of them up because I just thought, who in the hell wants to buy corn nation underpants? <laughs> well, Dion, Dion might be interested. So well, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay. What else we got going on? Anything? We're kind of coming down to the end of it. Well, no, I am kind of I am excited about uh, where the volleyball team is. <laughs> We're circling back to volleyball. Uh, you know, they they do play at one o'clock uh, on Thursday against Georgia Tech. It's certainly a game that. Uh, you know, they'll be favored in it's on the home court. And, but, you know, here's, here's the thing that bothers me about this is that Nebraska is the number one seeded team in the tournament and they're playing a one o'clock game on Thursday. Um, yeah. Schedule them at seven o'clock on Thursday. They're the number one ranked team. Uh, and that, that just irritates the Dickens out of me because uh, you know, I haven't seen the rest of the of the schedule and and who gets the prime time slot, but your number one ranked team should be playing an evening game, not one o'clock. Of course, they know how dedicated Nebraska fans are, and so Nebraska will sell out Devaney at one o'clock on Thursday. It will be another sellout for a volleyball game, and that will look good at one o'clock in the afternoon when 15 people in New Jersey are watching the damn game. So I don't know. And then if they win, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well I, win, you know, they, they, they get, they put the first two rounds on ESPN plus, And I wonder if that's, and it, it, Saturday night, what wasn't, it wasn't, weren't we playing Mizzou Saturday night? they were showing lacrosse instead of volleyball on ESPN two. And I kind of looked at that and I thought, are they trying to sell more ESPN plus subscriptions? Are they, I don't, I, what, what do you think I, of that? Exactly. Except for the two games, Texas played and they were covered on the Longhorn network. Oh, so, you, mean you know, the, you could watch Texas if you had Longhorn network and that's the same bullshit with the fact that ESPN owns the sec network. You know, there's there's yeah. there's more at play here with some of these decisions that are being made as far as who's getting into the college football playoffs and when certain teams get scheduled to play. So, you know, that part of it is is frustrating as all hell. Somebody mentioned this is a weird thing to me. Husker Chuck has said, is it legal to carry the football inside your jersey? Tougher to strip away. Yes, it is. Actually, it's illegal. There is a specific rule about this. And, and here's the thing, weird thing about this. I am still trying to get my crap together for the college football history videos. But today, 
I was reading about the fact that it, what was it, in 1903, Pop Warner at the Carlisle Indian School actually played against Syracuse where he hit during a kickoff. He hid, he had a player who had an elastic band inside his jersey and they shoved the ball. They, they all came together and they shoved the ball up his back. And he ran with his arms out like this to make it look like he didn't have the ball. And the other players took whatever helmets. Now, 1903, there are very few helmets. They took stuff and put it in their backs also so nobody could tell where they had the ball. And it literally was a hidden ball play in 1903. And there was a rule eight years later made that, no, you cannot do that. So it is specifically illegal to hide a ball inside your jersey. I got I got a funny story for you, kind of like that. My dad played high school fit football back in the fifties. He was a quarterback, and for oh. one season, for one season in Iowa high school football, they used a white football with black stripes on it. A white football with black stripes. So, what do you suppose every school in the state of Iowa purchased for that season? <laughs> They purchased a set of white uniforms with black numbers. Now it just happened. My dad's school's colors, their their school colors were black and red. Well, their white jersey already had black numbers on it. But he said there's schools that were orange and purple and blue, and they all bought white jerseys with black numbers to try to camouflage that white football. The weird things we do for, and then, you know, and then the next thing you know, some school that uh, probably is the 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 first team to meet to hit a thousand wins goes out and builds an entire spy network just because, well, nobody said yeah. they couldn't, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Football is so weird. Yeah. Okay, you know what? We're at fifty eight minutes. Uh, I'm struggling a bit. I. We're going to go ahead and just, we're going to end like one minute early just because, uh, because Do you have any final thoughts, Todd, you're not going to watch any more fo football, huh? Nope. I'm done with college football this year. I'm wow. done. I might, I'll tell you what, I might watch some division three, might watch a little okay. bit of FCS. If it's on ESPN, no, I won't, but I might, I might go, it's wrestling season. I can go watch wrestling four nights a week now and on Saturday. So, well, you know, I guess uh, the off season's coming. Maybe we should come up with a list of movies we're going to watch together. Yeah. <laughs> She's and John, you, and I haven't, you and I haven't cuddled up in, for a movie in, in quite a few years, John. So. <laughs> no, we haven't. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good end of the show. There you go. Good night, Todd. Good night, John. <laughs> Young guns. <laughs>